Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And uh, if you're looking for our college football playoff preview, come back in a week yes. or so. Yes, uh, we'll be we'll be doing it. We'll, we'll do our picks and all that good stuff. But uh, today is going to be, surprisingly for us, it's not something we do often, an ASU-centric podcast. <laughs> hey, and it's... Uh... You know, we've done a lot of ASU-centric podcasts over the years, and, and plenty in 2022. Not a lot of them have been, like, full of good vibes, but I, I feel like this one will be for the most part. Yeah. Well, let's start with ASU basketball. Uh, Bobby Hurley's bunch are 10-1, and one, having knocked off Creighton, continuing their uh, flirting with disaster style for most yeah. wins. Yeah, um, yeah. But what we've, you know, what we've talked about with this team is they they win these tight games. It's not just that yeah. they keep it close. Yeah. They, other than that one bad loss, which was an OT loss. I mean, uh, you know, I think a one point overtime loss. And granted, you know, not a game you should lose. I mean, you know, I don't know how good Texas Southern is in their conference, but you should still win that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, since then, you know. Uh, came back and beat VCU there in Brooklyn, game that didn't look like they were going to lose for most of it. Uh, came back and beat Colorado, a game that looked like they were going to lose for most of it. Came back and beat Creighton after being down double digits in the second half. So is it dangerous? It's a little, I mean, it, it reminds you a little of the Minnesota Vikings, it, you know, like, you know, like how long can you keep that going? But so far it's working. It's working for the Vikings and it's, it's working for ASU basketball to this point. One well, and something that you know we talk about with college sports a lot is sometimes momentum just builds on itself. Like, well, yeah. now we win close games and we come back from deficits, so you probably aren't going to see a lot of quit in this team. In right, games, right. You know, yeah, and you just start to believe that. You know, I remember. I mean, we've talked about it a bunch. The '07 football season, like that team, probably wasn't that much better than the years around it. Probably wasn't that much better than 06 or 08 or 09, you know, but they just, they had this little magic going for them. They came back, you know, big deficit to San Diego State, big deficit to Oregon State, came back and won both. And, and you, you know, especially in a short college football season, that really can build on itself. Basketball, mm-hmm. obviously, there's more games, but still, like, you know, you're, you're a third of the way through the season right now and you're feeling like, hey, no deficit is too big. No hole is, is, you know, impossible to get out of. We can we can win any game. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, they've got USD tonight. Uh, yeah. I believe they've got San Francisco next week. And Yeah, I think Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A road game, a, a true road game. Yeah. And then, yeah. It's, then it's back home for Arizona to open conference play. But, but 10 days off between, I think, if I'm yeah. right. I think it's the 21st and so. Uh, look, I mean, San Francisco, I saw beat UNLV last night. It was UNLV's first loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're they're a solid team, and they beat us down here last year, went to the tournament last year. So that's that's no gimme. Um, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but even even if you lose that, I don't want to. You know, if you win tonight, 11-2 and two at worst, I would have signed up for that in a minute if you'd asked me, you know, yeah. on November 13th when we lost to Texas Southern, especially then. If you'd said, well, you know, okay, they'll go 11 and 2, or you could take your chances. So I said, go ahead. Yes, sign up. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, if at the start of the year you would have said 11 and 2, these probably would not have been the games I picked for us to lose. 
no, but, true, true. I mean, you know, I would have thought Creighton and Michigan, and, you know, a game in Brooklyn probably if we yeah. if we advanced to play Michigan. Yeah, um, but you know, quality wins matter. Granted, Creighton, you know, has kind of struggled. You know, like they got to a great start this year, and they were top ten team, and yeah, you know, they've struggled a bit. But I, you get the feeling they'll they'll get it right. So that win could look a lot better in March than even it does right now. And, you know, Michigan is a team that seems to usually get better over the course of the year, too, with Juwan Howard. That's kind of in their M.O. It's like, you know, they, you know, they struggle a bit, but then they, you know, by March, it's like, well, they're dangerous. So I feel like both of those could be, you know, really solid wins at the end. And, and those tend to resonate more than bad losses. And I don't know that San Francisco would be a bad loss. I, I, no. I don't know that it would be viewed that way. I don't think it will. No, I, I, and let, let's talk about the team, you know, this is the good side of the transfer portal, really. For sure. You know, yeah. this is the opposite of what ASU football has been experiencing, you know, last off season. Right. Know, we brought in four new starters. They gelled immediately. Helps that to our brothers, but they gelled sure. immediately. Sure. And yeah. the team yeah. has been really solid and they've, you know, managed through injuries when, you know, when Collins was out, uh, Nunez stepped up and started as a true freshman and played well enough that they got the win. So yeah, fairly well-rounded team, it seems like, but, and, and, you know, one thing that the stats back up so far is a very good defensive team. And that has not been a calling card of the Bobby Hurley years, even the best teams, you know, the, the first, what, you know, well, not first years, the, the three years that we, you know, made the tournament twice and then we're going to make it the third year, none of those teams were very good defensively. And, and you know, last year's team got better and this year's team appears to be even better than that. And, and you know, that's something that should stay with you. You know, you're not reliant on, oh, we're a great three-point shooting team. Well, that can go away anytime. Defense should, you know, be something that's good all year, hopefully. Well, it, the old adage that defense travels, like, Exactly. You know, you saw it in Vegas with the Creighton game. You you've seen it elsewhere. You saw it obviously to the fullest extent in Brooklyn. But yeah. they, you know, they are playing good team defense. It's not. It's not all. It's also not the Jordan Bashinsky era where there's just a guy on the back end who right. erases mistakes. Washington has done that to an extent, but he's not. You know, Dominic Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. agreed, agreed. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it seems like, uh, I don't know if it's coaching, you know, that started last year. I mean, I, again, sort of, we, you know, we talk football sometimes. I say the same thing. Like, I'm not a, I'm not an X's and O's guy. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is they're doing different or if it's just simply, you know, having better defensive players and better defensive effort. I don't know. But you saw it a bit last year in that, that run to finish the year last year. Defense was, was a big reason why. And, and you're seeing it this year. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's the type of thing that, again, how do you come back in games? Well, you can do it with hot shooting, but that's, that's fickle. But, you know, if you're down 10 and you feel like, hey, we can, we can string together six straight stops, well, all right, we, we got a chance to win this game still. And, and that is, I think, something that I don't know about you, I've been very surprised by is that it's not just that the defense is good, it's that it has these stretches of just impossible lockdown 
there's yeah. you know they they're good on the perimeter they're good in the paint they don't give up a they really don't give up a lot of second chance easy buckets at all which has always been a thorn in our side it seems like is is yeah. the you know like how many times you like oh you play good defense and then you give up an offensive rebound and then you give up another offensive rebound and you end up you know they have the ball for 80 seconds and they score it's like man you know even on a possession where you had good effort it wasn't enough that's been that's been better this year so far yeah i i just think this is you know in the off season and in the early season this was something we talked about you know hurley being on the hot seat and and the frankly the necessity of a good season and then they drop uh-huh. that game early and you're like well it's it's just not meant to be today yeah yeah no i agree i mean I, that was the you know i think the immediate reaction to the texas southern loss is like gosh is this another year of you know head scratching losses and stops and starts and you know i mean you hate to go down that road after three games but you're thinking like are we gonna have to make a coaching change and yeah. you know eight games later it sure doesn't feel that way well i mean no. there's still what 20 games left to play before you even yeah. get to conference tournament. So things could change, but yeah, certainly feels better than I would have expected. Well, and the, the other thing that I thought was nice is, you know, you had the off season kind of the, the same off season of Herb Sendex going to pick up tempo is Bobby Hurley's going <laughs> to mellow out. You know, you get right. that story and we got that story about how he's trying to find his Zen yep. and all these things. And it's like, okay, great and then you saw in the in the last game a technical going off and rightly so like it was the right moment to do that so it's nice that he still has it in his bag Um, and and he's got to i mean that was one of the things we talked about preseason was like you don't want to take away from who the guy is completely you know you don't want to like neuter him and and you know like that's who he is that's what that's what made him a success playing and early coaching so yeah, I, I mean you gotta you gotta mature a bit, and it seems like he has. But you know, like you still want that fire. I don't want him to be, uh, you know, a Herm Edwards who kind of seemed like you know every game was like whether we were winning or losing, he was just kind of like going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. I mean Herm, or sorry, not Herm. Herb had that uh, one getting tossed, waving his jacket around moment right. his first right. year and that was kind of it you know because it wasn't that his was not really herb's thing yeah no you know he was a kind of a, a duller personality and eh, that's okay you know he was, um, well, and he was the right you know, post evans he was he was and and he you know he showed some fire but but again you got to be who you are that's who he was bobby hurley is is not that bobby hurley is the fiery guy you know the the scrappy overachiever from new jersey who you know will get into it with anybody and and you know like there were times we've discussed him over the years that i felt he was becoming a a negative to the team because of his you know antics um and so i do i am happy to see that that's improved but but like i said i i don't want it to go away completely I don't well, want him to, it, you know, it, it be R.P. Be... McMurphy and, you know, and, and just, you know, sit there. Like, no, yeah. no, no. Show me that fire. No, it needs to be a tool in your toolbox, but it can't be the only tool in your toolbox. Right, and right. I think you, that can't, was... you can't be taking away from the team yeah. when you're doing it. And I, I felt there were times in his first years here where he did. 
where he, he, you know, he took away from the team. He, he and, and you start to build a mentality among your team too, that like, well, nothing's our fault. The officials are out to get us. And like, that's, that's, that's not a good way to be. Yeah. That's typically only good for Chris Paul and Doc Rivers teams. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I, you know, I've seen that. Uh, I, you know, we'll always say the, the last year I worked for the Cardinals, they had such high expectations. They made the NFC title game the year before and they got off to a rough start. And I always felt like Arians set the tone that like nothing was really their fault. It was either bad calls or, uh, you know, the kicker missed a kick. Other than that, we would have won. It was like, no, you know, don't put it on the kicker. And and I always kind of felt like Hurley was that initially of like, yeah, okay, yeah, the officials might screw up, but you can play better too. Mm-hmm. It's not always the officials' fault that you lost. Yeah, I agree. But so it, it has anyway, been... the bottom line, yeah, feel feel great about you know where things stand right now. Um, and you know, I think think if we win today, got a decent chance to get in the top twenty-five. Don't you think we're, we're you just would, barely out of it. You would think with that with that record, which does it mean anything? tangibly no you know you don't hang a banner for being in the top 25 in december but but when it's been this long since you've been i I was gonna say when's the last time we were ranked the last time we had a season we beat kansas yeah i think so yeah yeah Hmm. so i mean would it would it just be kind of a a feather in your cap of like hey we've we've climbed that mountain again if nothing else I, i think it would be yeah so yeah i mean i think it's big and you want it for this team to, as a, it's also, it's a reward of the effort. Like they have had great effort up till now. For sure. And it's, for sure, you yeah. know, being a top 25 team will pay it off. And you and I talked about like, it doesn't matter, but it does in that if we spend the whole rest of the season in the top 25, we're not sweating out selection Sunday. Right. We're, exactly. we're just in the we're just in the postseason, which is which is what I I mean. Back in October, early November, whenever we did our basketball look ahead, that to me was like the best case scenario for this year. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I wasn't fooling myself into thinking we were going to be a you know uh, top ten, final four caliber team. I don't think we are. But if we could make the tournament and and make it comfortably. Not have to, you know, go into Sunday, not have to go into the, the first four, you know, and, and be uncertain. Like, yeah. just, you know, just go into that Sunday and be like, yep, we're going. Yeah. What are we playing? No, it would uh, be you know? great if we could just have it be, are we going to be a five or a six? Like, is, yeah. you know, what yeah. are we? Who's our who's our first game against? You know, yeah. that that is 100 percent. We've only been there once in in all the years that you and I have followed ASU basketball, and that was '09. Um, you know, Harden's second year. We we knew we were going to make the tournament. We made the Pac-10 final. Um, mm-hmm. We were top twenty-five team most of the year. Like, yeah, we're we're going to make it. And and so yeah, I mean, would that be huge? Huge doesn't even say it. As far as I'm concerned, it would be it would be bigger than huge. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. We'll see. Long ways from knowing that for sure, but certainly the start is what you need in order to make that happen. Yeah. Um, let's pivot to talk about ASU football, where Kenny Dillingham is rebuilding the roster. Um, and it's not just the players, but the coaches as well. So uh, fresh off winning most of the state titles in the last decade, uh, Jason Moans is the new tight ends coach uh, for yeah. ASU. 
leaving a very successful Sawaro program uh, that was a bit of a funnel. You know, DJ Foster came from there. A lot of good players, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the, you know, Keely Ringo, who's a potential, you know, first round pick this year, was from there. Uh, I mean, they, they've they've produced really good players going to different places. Uh, Denzel Burke at Ohio State is from there. Like, it's not just you know nice ASU players, although we've had our share, but guys who've gone you know to the best programs in the country and played well there. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, so that's a big addition, and then we've we were able to rescue two defensive linemen back from the transfer portal. Which I like. Yeah. BJ Green Green and Cooper, right? Yeah. Anthony Cooper. Um, So that's big, but then he's gone out. And and I think this stat, I've seen it a number of places. Sun Devil Source has used it. Devil's Digest has used it. Doug Howler, I believe has used it. You know, that in the last four years, Edwards, and company got one Arizona recruit in the top, you know, 10 or top 30 right. of each year. And already he's brought back four of those guys in the transfer. Oh, he's bringing back all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I, I said a few times over the last few months to you that like, I don't, you know, Arizona high school talents better, but can you really, you know, can you make it a really good roster based, you know, primarily on that? Well, he's he's going to challenge that assumption, I think, this year. Because, We're man, find out. man, <laughs> like he is bringing back everybody who played in Arizona and wants to come back. It's just like, you know, come on back, boys. Why not? Well, and, and I do think that this matters in a couple different ways. It, it matters for this team because you're having to rebuild. Sure. So you're, you're getting guys who had a lot of talent, and were not good fits at one or two different programs beforehand. Right, right. But it also is a message to the fan base, to the extent that it matters, of, hey, it's not, we're not in the new leadership model anymore. It's the new, new leadership model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, and we've, we've talked about this. Like, if you're going to be average, and and, you know, I want to be better than average with this guy, but I think in 2023, realistically, average or slightly above average is probably our our best hope. Bowl eligibility um, is the goal. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, I think if you could get to to six or seven wins next year, that'd be. I mean, first of all, significant improvement. Secondly, you know, a realistic goal. If you're going to be that, does it does it help a little in terms of fan interest to have a lot of local guys? You know, to have a lot of like. Oh, this guy played at Chandler. This guy played at Saguaro. This guy played at Horizon. This guy, you know, yeah, probably does. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much it helps, but it definitely doesn't hurt. I guess you know, I mean, you, you, even if you put ten extra people in the stands because it's like, well, I want to see that guy who I, you know, I I knew his dad when he was in high school. Okay, you know, like yeah. doesn't or doesn't he went hurt, to school you know? with my kid, you know. Right, right, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, my, you know, there's just those ties there, I mean, and, you know, hey, I I don't have any ties to any high schools here, I have obviously South Point, Tucson, but, you know, but even, you know, even here, it's like, when I, when I see a guy in the NFL, or at a certain, you know, I mean, Brock Purdy, having the success he's having early on, it's like, oh, that's cool, because he played Arizona high school football, there is that little, 
feel of like, oh yeah, I remember when that guy was, you know, playing here as a, as a high schooler. So yeah, I mean, I think it's good. And I, I think it's, as you said, you got to rebuild the roster. I mean, we had, we, you know, are recruiting from high school the last, you know, this coming year and the previous year was almost non-existent. And, and, and so you, you know, you got a lot of transfers last year, some of whom only had one year, so they're gone. Um, you know, it's just, it's a total rebuild and, you know, easiest way to do that, I think is through that transfer portal. They've done that and easiest targets. There are guys from the area that want to, you know, come on back home basically. Well, and who may have their high school coach on the coaching staff. Right. Yeah. I mean, between, I I think I read that between Moans, uh, uh, Aguano and we decided is it Regal? That's how I think Regal. Yeah. Rangle. However, uh, I mean, that's, you know, I don't know that I can't remember the number I read, but a, a, a large number of the state championships over the last, you know, yeah. 20 years, 14 in the last 15 guys. years, 14 titles over the last 15 years. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, so yeah, you know, just, just those, those influences and, and, you know, they know people who know people who know, you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, well, we have to get gains outside the state for sure. But I think early on to come in and basically say, hey, we're going to we're going to be a home for these guys. We're going to give, you know, guys who left who want to come back and guys who want to stay a home. It's a good start. Yeah. <coughs> well, and if it's um, it, it's also one of those things where you've built enough of a base now where if you make one big splash move it could light a big fire if dj oyungale transfers here or if yeah. the rayola kid is really considering asu like yeah and like, who knows i don't i don't know if he is but it's certain you know like it wasn't quashed yeah i mean if, if nothing else like nobody came out and was like oh no, no. I, you know pipe dream um now it could be <laughs> you know, I mean, he's going to have, you know, I think he was initially, you know, not just considered Ohio State, but Alabama, Georgia, right? USC, Alabama, like, I mean, the the biggest of the big. Nebraska is a, a factor for him with his family ties there. Yeah. Um, and a new coach, too, you know. So do I expect him to, to go to ASU? No. no. But, you know, it's 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 worth it's worth thinking about. It, you know, you never know unless you ask. And, and hopefully this, this staff is going to be asking. Yeah. You extend the offer, you make the effort, you bring in guys to those, to the family, to the meeting. Right. And he's the, you know, in the old, you know, EA sports game, he, he's a guy who you spend an hour a week on in your recruiting in the dynasty mode. Like you're, you're going to, you're going to spend the full max time with him every week that you're allowed. Right. I mean, you know, you, you, you pitch the, you know, now he's not actually from here. So you're not really pitching the, you know, Hey, play for your home. You know, I mean, he, he, he plays high school ball here, but he, he played in Texas the year before. So, you know, he's not an Arizona local, but you know, you pitch that, you pitch the, you know, Hey, look, look what, look what I did with Bo Nix. I took a talented guy. I got the best out of him. His best two years in college far and away playing in my system at Auburn and then at Oregon. Well, and you t- um, you take you the know. offensive coordinator and you say, you see all these guys, wide receivers who he coached right. that right. put up all these yards, they get open. <laughs> like, yeah. you're going to yeah. have guys to throw to. You know, 
you've got to appeal to that sort of like, hey, do you want to, you know, you want to go to Ohio State or Alabama or Georgia? And you can. You can go there and you can be just the next big thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and then they'll move on and they'll have another big thing. Yeah. Or you can be here and you can be the first big thing. You yeah. can be the start of something great. Yeah. You can be the legend, you know, and, and like, is that enough? I don't know. I mean, you know, especially with money factored in now, uh, above board money, um, probably not. But, you know, again, it never hurts to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, the, the thing about this coaching staff versus previous coaching staffs, they're going to ask. Like, right. I have no doubt right. that Kenny Dillingham will be in that kid's living room. Yeah, it seems like it. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and maybe it's uh, a waste. Know. Maybe it won't happen. But... But it's worth at least seeing if he's got any interest. If he doesn't, then don't, you know, I mean, yeah. you only have so much time in the day and, and, you know, you have other things, you know, like you can't, you know, pine over the, over the girl who has no interest in you forever. But, you know, if you don't ask, you never know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just, I mean, every day it seems like there's a new, you know, transfer commit. I've lost count. I'm sure mm-hmm. somebody out there has an account. Well, we just landed I think we're the, in double digits uh, at least now. We just landed the running back from Sacramento State. Saw which, that, you know, who was very, very good, I guess, at the FCS level. Comes from a, you know, explosive offense. Um, yeah. And after you know, losing Valade, like there's, again, right. plenty of carries. There's to openings. Around. Yeah, Valade and and Ingata left, or yeah. is is planning to leave. I he's guess in he the portal, but he's also still promoting Burrito Express. So is he? <laughs> So you never know. I mean, we've, we've already got two guys out of the portal that, that entered and came back. So maybe, but um, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of openings there. You know, you texted me a few days ago before the two D linemen came back and, you know, we were talking about all the, you know, D line and like, but I, I meant what I said, like, is it nice to have them back? Yes. But you know, when you were three and nine, there's probably no one on the roster truly that I would be like, Oh, well, if they leave, we're just really in trouble. I mean, if anybody was that good, we wouldn't have gone three and nine. Um, yeah. Well, and there's guys I'd like to keep and they're, you know, hopefully we will. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm open to a complete, you know, whitewash of this roster and like having an entirely new group if we have to. Yeah. Well, and, and I do think that it's like worth noting, right. Our all conference, players were a senior running back who couldn't come back and a punter and right. i hope right. our offense is good enough that we don't need an all-conference punter right yeah. who's going to usc and, you know yeah. like but on a you know just a side note for a guy who was really upset about his quarterback transferring from oklahoma to tcu and asking for immediate eligibility because it was in conference lincoln riley has completely abandoned any pretense about not rating the, the fellow conference teams oh i yeah. mean i Good God. Like their entire roster this year feels like it was mostly guys from either Oklahoma or the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it again. He got a, I saw he got a, a defensive guy from Arizona and, and Chaplichki. And it's like, uh, yeah, he is just loading up on Pac-12 transfers. Yeah. No, it's... Um, That's an aside, but still. But a relevant one. Yeah. A little... Just a slight hypocrisy, and maybe you could remove the slight. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's playing the game as it has to be played now. I don't blame him. It just must be noted that he's a hypocrite. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do think that 
the young coaches. Now, I, I know that you risk a Prentice Gill, Chris Hawkins type thing, but the young coaches from Texas yeah. seem to be all over the place with, with like knowing top people and having, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you're right though. I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm cautious to get too excited because we just did this and, and I'm not saying it's going to be the same result, but we did just, you know, Oh, we got these young, great recruiters and Oh my God, it's going to, and, and it just, you know, it went disastrously obviously because of other factors. Um, so I'm, I'm a little just pushing the pause button, but I also, I, I, I like it. I like what I hear. I just want to see that it's real. Yeah. Well, and something you and I talked about with like how it seemed like Dillingham came in here with a plan. Yeah. For what coaches he wanted and how to attack players. It, it strikes me that these guys also had a plan for like, this is how we do things. This is, you know, we have our guys they they've gone hard after people they've coached before, which makes yes. a lot of sense. And then you have the ability to point to your successes and the people you've landed. I, you know, sure. I I think it's the the whole Bijan Robinson connection. Yeah, he didn't go to Texas, but clearly the guy must have been in Tucson. Like, if True. he was the lead recruiter, he must have been in Tucson. He must have True. met True. The, yeah. that coaching staff and those players. So, you know. The, the fact that we have these connections and that we're not, uh, you know, we're not avoiding California, we're not avoiding Texas, but we're also being very targeted on our in-state who's available to right. us given the state of our program. Right. I, I'm, for, you know, four weeks, I'm pretty impressed. No, yeah. I agree. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the, the coaching hires. It seems good. I like the aggressiveness in getting transfers. Now, you know, how good are they? I mean, I I don't know. Some of them will fall flat. It's just, it's inevitable when you get this many, they're not all going to be great, but, but if a few of them are really good and a few others are pretty good and at the same time, you can, you know, hopefully start having better success recruiting in the high school ranks, too, so you don't have to get this many every year. Uh, then, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with how we're, you know, at least piecing together a roster for next year. Yeah, well, and like you said, this team is probably, like, look, would it be great if they went full on, like, Michigan State that year and all of this just sure. clicks into place? Yes, but more realistically it seems like you've got enough here to build a competitive team. And yes. That... Yes. And I think that should be the, the goal. I mean, your, your schedule next year, you know, you got eight home games out of 12. We don't know the order yet for the, for the PAC 12, they haven't announced, you know, but, but you got, you know, five conference home games, all three non-conference games are home, Oklahoma state being one. And who knows what they're going to be. They're going to have know, a new quarterback. Good, but not great. So, you know, doable, I think. Yeah. And look, it's the right combo of of people and expectations where they could get hot. But if nothing else, we're not going to be. And this is to take nothing away from the job Aguano did. He did a good. He did a very good job. But we're not going to be a team where it's like, wow, look how hard they tried. 
that's not going to be. I hope not. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, that was what the second half of the year kind of devolved into, and it was better than the alternative, where it was just like, oh my god, we are mailing it in, and this is just pathetic every week. But but yeah, it it did have the feel of you know you're a two A high school team playing in the five A tournament, and it's like, boy, aren't they working hard? Like, yeah, they are, but they're not good enough to compete on a regular basis. Yeah, um, you know, and, and you just get shocked when it's like, oh look at that, they're hanging in. Right, oh, look at that. <laughs> right, right, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, it 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 very much had that feel of of you know. Like, you know, watching your, your little brother, you know, compete against kids your age. And it's like, oh, yeah, nice. And it's like, okay, it is nice, but I'd rather just, like, actually compete and actually be a, a you know, a good team who can win games and, and you know, be the team that bullies the, the little engine that could, not be the little engine that could. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's going to take a bit for that. But, yes, I agree. I mean, I feel like it, at the very least – Hopefully, we're building a roster that won't be that. I am still curious. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, quarterback. Like, I, I still hope we we add another quarterback somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not loving a Trent Borgay, Jacob Conover duo competing for the job. Maybe one of those two is the right guy. I'd just like to add at least a third to the puzzle. Yeah. It's probably not Dalen McLemore. I mean, you know, I don't know what of the what of the three, you know, Macklemore, Collins, and what's the other kids? Meredith, Bennett, Meredith. Meredith. I I haven't heard a word about them. You know, even during last season, and then since, like, I guess they're still on the roster. I haven't heard they're leaving. Have you? No, I well, and Meredith, I've seen on Twitter has talked about staying and talked about you know, like, been very open about it. I haven't, I. If you told me that Macklemore and Collins were off the roster, I'd be like, okay. I mean, yeah, it's hard to keep up, first of all, with all the ins and outs of, of you know, who's coming in, who's leaving, that it really is. I mean, I, I'll admit, I I missed that Chaplitsky had entered the transfer portal until I heard he was going to USA. Like, oh, okay. Didn't know he had left, but he all makes, right, He made enough. a quick deal. Yeah, obviously, must have been pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if any of those three factor in at all. I'm just kind of assuming that they don't because we haven't heard that that they do. Well, uh, and maybe they, they do. Get but a shot yeah. at a time when they it wouldn't have impacted their eligibility at all. None of them saw the field. Exactly. Exactly. And and you know, yeah, it makes you think like probably nothing there. We also know that our recruiting overall was really poor the last couple of years. So it's hard to be like, well, I bet we found a real gem at quarterback among, you know, no other gems. You never know, but it seems doubtful. I, I guess I just like the Conover kid. Yeah. He was, you know, he's pretty highly recruited out of Chandler, but then he, you know, took two years off to go on a mission and he's been a backup the last two years. And he hasn't played meaningful football since 2018, I believe. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, I don't want to put too much of the eggs in his basket. And, you know, while I like what Borgay did, as we just talked about, Borgay was the little engine that could. Yeah. You know, like, is he is he a guy who can start 12 games and get you to, a, you know, at least a 7-5, and 8-4 and four record? I don't personally think so, but maybe, I guess. I It would be, it would be really quite something. If, it would be. It would be. I mean... It happens. There's the, you know, Baker Mayfields and the Stetson Bennett's. 
but there's but also a also, difference with those two. They're surrounded by great players. Yeah, and, that was know, what I was like going to say. There's a there's a talent disparity. Yeah, I mean, they, they you know not taking anything away from the two of them and what they've done, but you know, like they're surrounded by you know NFL players and future stars and five stars at receiver and on the offensive line and whoever's our quarterback is not going to have that luxury. So yeah. I'd like to, you know, I don't know if it's DJ or, or even just, you know, somebody maybe further down the pecking order again, just, just to have like a third horse in the race and, mm-hmm. and maybe it's Borgay or Conover wins the race and you say, well, all right, but if it's just the two of them competing for it, I'm not super pumped about that. Yeah. I I don't know anything about if Conover is a, is a runner, but I don't think Borgay showed me anything that makes me think he is a runner. Not primarily, at least. I mean, he yeah. could, you know, he wasn't a total statue, but certainly not a. He wasn't I mean, first of all, just not big enough. He's not big enough to, you know, call run plays for him consistently. He'll get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like he's 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 slight of stature. Yeah. It will be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Um, Definitely. I mean, for many, many reasons. Um, you know, I, and again, I, you know, I know the kid was, he was pretty highly regarded. I mean, he had some bigger schools after him. He went to BYU because of Mormon, I believe. You know, yeah. that's, that's you know, um, but he could have gone to, you know, bigger places. Um, but, but again, it's been so long since he's actually played like significant snaps of any kind. And yeah. so I just, I'm not ready to totally put faith in that. I mean, it's like, remember old Ben Olson who went to UCLA? Yeah. He was can't miss kid, golden boy out of California, went on a mission and originally had gone to BYU, left BYU, went to UCLA, and he just never quite rediscovered it. He got injured and, you know, never quite came close, honestly, to, to living up to the billing. Well, look, we'll be back. We're going to break down more about ASU football, but next time you hear from us, we're going to be talking about the college football playoff, who's going to advance, who we're picking to win it all. Uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.